So I really like the premise for The Big Door Prize, which is the brand new series on Apple TV+. It is created by David West Reed and based on a book of the same name by M.O. Walsh. The premise is really cool. A mysterious machine shows up at a Kadairunchit in this small town. It's called the Morpho. And when you step into it and put in like some details like social security number, fingerprints, etc., etc., it will eject a card that supposedly tells you your life's purpose. It could be one word, it could be two words, it could be whatever. But just say you walk in by here, you put in all your details, and a card pops up and says, magician, or dancer, or singer, or queen. Those are the three worst options. I'd take queen over singer, dancer, magician. (laughs) I want magician, man. I don't want to do anything in front of people. (laughs) So that is the basic premise of the show. And in this small town, people, of course, overwhelmed by their curiosity, walk up to this machine, do the needful, and then have this card completely upend their lives. Because I think the basic premise of the show is how this one thing can challenge your happiness or challenge your place in this world. It might give you the sort of impetus to do a thing, whereas for somebody else, it might disrupt your life. I don't know about happiness. I look at the main characters, right? Played by Chris O'Dowd and Gabriel Dennis, Dusty and Cass. At the beginning, it feels like they are perfectly happy. Or at least they think they're happy. Mm. And then this machine kind of shakes their core. And we won't give away what their cards say because the fun of the show lies in discovering almost at the end of every episode what each of these cards say. For some people, there is a priest, for example. His card kind of changes his perception of the world, if you will. And so everyone's card has a function to play. But of course, the overarching mystery of the series is that we don't know what this machine is, where it's come from. Is it the real deal? Is it a prank? Yeah. None of that is made clear. And I think that's the point, right? Because it is a MacGuffin that is used to push this Black Mirror, Twilight Zone-ish story forward. The MacGuffin thing is the best description of that box because... It is the ghost in the machine, right? It is the ghost in the machine made manifest. It's the characters go into the box, get a card, and then their life's journey is changed, is upended, their happiness is questioned, you know? So all of that really works quite well in moving the show along. I also want to just sort of say that I grew to love how the show would spend or focus each episode on a different character and a different card and a different journey in air quotes. I wasn't sure I liked it at the beginning, but then I grew to like it. I was going to say the same thing. I think I began to truly love it, the structure of the show. At first, I was like, oh, wait, where's Chris O'Dowd? I want to see Chris O'Dowd. I love Chris O'Dowd. And then after a while, the stories became so compelling from these side characters. I think it was in episode three or four when someone gets a card that simply says hero, and I'm just like, mm. oh, damn. So that was compelling enough to keep me going. Yeah. And I think that's why the writing on this is so strong and why I like the series so much. Because a lesser series would have me preoccupied with just wanting to know what the fuck the machine is. 
Like I'm watching the reboot of Quantum Leap at the moment, and it's not great. Mm. I mean, the only reason mm. I'm watching it is because I love the original Quantum Leap, and there are enough callbacks to that show that I want to see what's happening. But there is an overarching mystery of that series where why did Ben? step into the quantum leap accelerator and not tell anyone what was he trying yes. to do who is he trying to save and for yeah. me all i want to know is come on get on with that story what's happening who's he trying to save who's he trying to save stop wasting my time and we're 17 episodes in meanwhile with this one i completely forgot about the morpho because the stories of these characters in this town are so compelling i want to know more about them and the series pulls it off in such a short period of time as well So it's kind of the opposite of what the two Amazon Prime shows did, Night Sky and Outer Range, where the stories surrounding the central mystery was not interesting enough. So we kept wanting to go back to the central mystery, right? Yeah, like what is the hole? Tell me what the hole is. Why is there a hole in the ground? Just like Night Sky with CC Spacek and J.K. Simmons, I didn't care about their younger neighbor. I didn't care about their son. I just wanted to know more about that door in in his basement, right? Why is it doing what it's doing? And and I think that's why Night Sky was cancelled after one season. It just didn't have enough to keep you going. There was a great central question, but there wasn't enough around it to keep you interested past the first three episodes, whatever. This one and even Hello Tomorrow on Apple TV Plus, I think, do that very well because the general conceit of the show is revealed very quickly. In Hello Tomorrow, by the end of episode one, you know everything's a con, everything's a lie. That's not the mystery. Let's move on from that point. And then they craft these stories around these characters, and they make these characters interesting, and they make them your friends, and you want to spend time with them, and they do all of that stuff that good storytelling should do. So by the time you're at episode three or four, you're really invested. And with this show, with the Big Draw Prize, I think it takes that investment to another level because. It makes you question your own life as well. It's like it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. Oh wait, what card would I get? Or what card do I want to get? Because a lot of the time, when people get their cards, it almost reinforces things that they've always wanted to do in life, like dancer or magician or something like that. The question I keep asking myself is, how would I react to a card? You're asking yourself what card you would get, but for me, it would be like. What if I got writer? What if I got producer? What if you got the card that reinforces what you already do? It's the Chris O'Dowd question. If I got a card that said what I am, am I happy? Does it make me unhappy to now find out? Well, fuck it. That's it. the The job is done, right? I've I've peaked. I've got nothing else to do. I'm just gonna coast till I, you know, till I get underground. How would you react to that? And for me. That is the interesting bit, because the show also does over ten episodes draw a really strong, thick, fat line between how the adults are reacting to it and how the kids are reacting to it. There's a group of high school students that we sort of dip in and out of. The way they're reacting to it is, for the most part, rather different than the adults. With the adults, is have I missed my potential? Or have I wasted my time? Whereas with the kids, it's more like, do I want to be a cartographer because this thing has told me to? And I think that's where the writing really shines. In that David West Reed has kind of spent 
time considering how different aspects of society would react to such a thing. The kids have their whole life ahead of them. So this isn't necessarily a final sentence, right? Yes. But of course, if you're middle-aged, do you have the fortitude to make the change that you need to maybe make you happy? It's the question of coming to a surprise fork in the road, right? Do you keep going the way you're going and remain happy or and or content? Or do you challenge yourself and take the road not taken? But also, how confident are you in that happiness and in that comfort that you have? Because there are times that, you know, the card may suggest something. But of course, what you have is perfectly good. And maybe mm. that's what the card is doing as well. Maybe that's what this machine is doing. It's to test you. Yes. There's a lot happening in this show. Yeah. And I think that's why I found it so compelling and so watchable because it isn't one note at all. There are times when Black Mirror and Twilight Zone can be one note because yes. there is a moral, there is a violent reckoning, there is something that is going to happen at the end of those episodes. But with this one, I think there is a layering in the way they tackle all of these questions that we have as human beings and all of these idiosyncrasies we face when it comes to our own identity, our own happiness, whether or not we're actually just content with life in general. And it's it's a really neat package the way it does all of this. To do that in a, to, to steal your phrase, a neat package of 29 to 35 minutes is beautiful. There's no fat here at all. From what I understand, the book is a one-shot, one-and-done type thing. Okay, so, okay. The book kind of explains the mystery and the story is over. I haven't read the book, so I don't know. This is the first time I was hearing about it when I heard that the series was launching. And so David West Reed kind of changes things up a little bit because, yet again, he wants the potential for his series to run for more than one season. And I will say this, it's not a spoiler, Nothing really is answered or resolved by the end of season one. Like, I know that will put some people off, but I have to say I finished the first season and I'm not frustrated by it. And I think that's what's really good about this show. I finished the first season and I don't feel cheated. I don't feel like they went, ha ha ha, let's string out this mystery so we can get at least five seasons out of this shit. No, I was just really happy with the way this story is unfurling. It's a really funny thing in that the first couple of episodes, and maybe that's just because of my affinity towards Chris O'Dowd. He's not playing a comedic character. He's playing a character with, with weight and history and baggage and being an actual person and all that. So it took me a while to realize that this isn't a straight up sitcom. This isn't like bowling alley lawyer ed kind of show there's something else here going on yeah for me once i hit episode three i wouldn't say it had my jaw on the floor but i was aghast at that same and that was all of these really sort of beautiful moments that they're not about the machine it's not about the mysteries is it an alien is it a government conspiracy nobody gives a shit at this point right in the first three episodes you realize that there's a lot of not just character building for character building's sake but laying out a lot of groundwork you meet a lot of people that you 
at first thing may not be necessarily important, but then come back later beautifully. You know, Sammy Furless as Jacob, Josh Segarra. I love Josh Segarra. I'm always a big fan of when he's in things. The priest, Damon Gupton, Ali Mackey as the bartender, Hannah. There's a lot of side characters that really sort of prop up this show very well. The ensemble that he's assembled is very, very good, and they truly are an ensemble. Everyone has a part to play, and everyone's story is important in this because all of it is kind of interlinked and ties back to the Morpho anyway. Also, Juliet Amara, who plays Trina, their daughter, I absolutely love. I think I've seen too many annoying self-involved teenagers on screen, and the way she's written and the way she plays it is absolutely perfect. Yeah. And of course... Chris O'Dowd and Gabriel Dennis are great. Chris O'Dowd plays the everyman really, really well. And that's who he is in this. He is quite literally the everyman. He is Joe Schmo of every yes. small town in America, only he happens to be Irish. Wait till you meet his father. <laughs> exactly. Watch The Big Door Prize. We highly recommend it. We're really enjoying the show. We really hope it gets a second season. Let us know what you think once you've seen it. Goggler MY, all of our social media feeds. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. Send us a message on any one of those platforms and we will send you a link to join our brand new Discord server where you can talk to us in real time. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Goggler Podcast.